Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome. This is The Bible is Good for You Mental Health Broadcast and with our midweek broadcast. This, we are sponsored by It's Getting Better All the Time Mental Health Outreach. You can find out more about us by logging on to our website at igbatt.com. Again, this is The Bible is Good for Your Mental Health Broadcast sponsored by It's Getting Better All the Time Mental Health Outreach. You can find out more about us by logging on to our website at igbatt.com. And I just came today with a little uh, few minutes to talk to the men. Men, don't let your pride hold you back. Again, the topic is don't let your pride hold you back. And there are two men in particular that we will be focusing on, and that is Nebuchadnezzar and Pharaoh of Moses. And many times, many of us have heard about Nebuchadnezzar, Um, as it relates to the three Hebrew boys. But one of the things that we want to know is that Nebuchadnezzar was the second king of Babylon. You can read more about him. Um, Nebuchadnezzar was a mighty warrior. He was a powerful king. Um, He was someone who worshipped his own self for a period of time. Nebuchadnezzar was a strong man. The second one was Pharaoh of Moses. And many of us, we've heard of Pharaoh as well, where um, Moses, Moses, you know, let my people go, you know, that, that whole thing. But Pharaoh of Moses is, is the one that I'm talking about. There were several pharaohs um, throughout the Bible. But, again, we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar, and we're talking about Pharaoh of Moses, or the pharaoh that we hear about when we talk about Moses. And our topic is, don't man, men, don't let your pride hold you back. Now, both of these men, King Nebuchadnezzar and Pharaoh, had a problem with pride. Both of them did. But while one man, Nebuchadnezzar, eventually humbled himself, the other, Pharaoh, did not. Listen, men, when you refuse to humble yourself to the will and word of God, your decision doesn't just impact you. Your decision impacts everyone around you, to include your children, your wife, your, your, your mother, your father. It includes everyone around you. How many men, think about it, have made the decision to walk away from their families, to walk away from their children, and doing so have left them emotionally damaged, open to feelings of hurt, rejection, poverty, and pain? Unfortunately, those feelings that have been imparted into your, into your children as a result of your decision can continue to negatively impact them for the rest of their lives. So, man, pride is a dangerous thing. Men, you have the power to really to uplift or to tear down everyone around you. Okay? When God uh, created Adam and Eve, he created the man first, the male man first, and he breathed into him and he became a living being. The woman was created out of the man's side. But, man, you have a certain uh, place in God. You have a certain responsibility, as the women do as well. This is not about um, which one is better, but the different function. So today I'm talking to you men. Men, don't let pride hold you back. 
because your decision, your pride, not only impacts you, and I'm saying this again, it impacts everyone around you. How many times has the pride in the heart of a man caused heartache for his family? Because he wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't say, I'm sorry. You wouldn't say, forgive me. Cause you to lose a job or an opportunity, right, because you don't want to humble yourself. Feeling good about yourself and your accomplishments are not a bad thing. So let me just stop here. It's okay to feel good about yourself and your accomplishments, but when your accomplishments cause you to exalt yourself above God, then you are operating in pride. So what are we talking about pride? Let's look at the definition. And I'm using um, the King James Bible Dictionary, and we're looking at the word pride. It's an inordinate self-esteem, an unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talents, beauty, wealth, accomplishments, rank, or elevation in office, which manifests itself in lofty airs, distance, reserve, and often in contempt of others. Men, don't let your own thoughts or imaginations cause you to place too much confidence in thoughts that are contrary to the will of God. If you're having thoughts that are contrary to the will of God, thoughts that cause you to behave contrary to the will of God, then you are operating in pride. You know, you're, out, you're worshiping your own thoughts. You're worshiping your own um, ideas to the point that you're ignoring God's. And when you begin to ignore God, then that's a problem for you. The will of God, which is found in the Word of God, should be the final authority over your life. The principles found in the Word of God should not only lead and guide you in church, but in every aspect of your life. Men, don't let your pride get in the way of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, looking at King Nebuchadnezzar and Pharaoh through the scriptures, like I said before, we see that both of these men were prideful, and both of them were given opportunities to humble their hearts before they were judged. God always gives us an opportunity to humble ourselves, to change our ways. We know from the scripture that Pharaoh hardened his heart on at least three occasions, and that's Exodus 9-7, Exodus 8-32, Exodus 8-15. And, and as a result, had to endure a series of unpleasant plagues before eventually having to yield to God. You know, the thing about pride, pride it will make you think that you have it all together, that it's going to go your way. But ultimately, man, it's not going to go your way. It's going to go God's way, right? We also know that Nebuchadnezzar, when we look at Nebuchadnezzar, um, the book of Daniel, on at least three occasions came face-to-face with the power of God but his pride prevented him from recognizing that power as being relevant to him. Let's look at these scriptures. Now, remember, after the three Hebrew boys were found to be unarmed after having been thrown into the fiery furnace? That's Daniel three twenty-eight and 29. So the, the, the three Hebrew boys were thrown into fiery furnace. Daniel three eight and 29. Now, this is what the king said. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language will speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other god that can deliver after their sword. Now, when you first read it, this sounds pretty good. But look at the wording of it. 
He said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay? He didn't say, blessed be my God. He said, blessed be the God of someone else's God. How many times, men, you think about that? This is your wife or your mother or somebody talks to you about Jesus Christ, and, and you're fine with that because you see that as that's the God of my wife. That's the God of my mother. But that God has not become you. So, yes, you recognize that there is a God. You recognize that the power, that God is powerful. You recognize that there are things that you can't explain and that there is God and Jesus is powerful, but he hasn't yet become your God. Your pride will not let you yield yourself to him. Okay? We let Nebuchadnezzar is blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So that's the first step. And you recognize that there is God, a God, but he's just not yours. Now, here we go further. Also in Daniel 2, 47, 2 and 47, Daniel chapter 2, 47, King Nebuchadnezzar, after having had a dream that only Daniel could interpret, answered Daniel and said, Of a true it is that your God is a God of gods and a Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldst reveal this secret. So again, he recognizes, okay, that's someone else's God. He recognizes again that the God of Daniel is a powerful God. You know, he recognizes that there's no other Lord and Savior but Jesus Christ, but he still hasn't become his, okay? He's still using that phrase, your God, okay? It's, it's Daniel's God in chapter 24, 2 and 47, and it's their God in Daniel 28, 29, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, he, just like many of you men, you're familiar with God. Yeah, you're familiar with God because your wife talks about him or you heard your mother pray to him. You see the goodness of God. You praise that God because you can't deny that a miracle has happened, but you are not ready to humble yourself to the point that you acknowledge him as your God. And I'm saying today, men, Monday, humble yourself to the mighty hand of God. God's hand is not shortened that he can't save or his ear heavy that he can't hear you. But your sins have separated you from God. That's what separates us from God. We don't have to worry about what we have to, you know, give up and all this type of stuff. You fall in love with Jesus Christ. You humble yourself to that. Okay, real men love Jesus Christ, and when you love Jesus Christ, that that means you keep His commandments. You do what He asks you to do, and if you ask Him to help you, to give you the strength to do what needs to be done. Again, don't let pride hold you back. Okay, so like I said, you men, you know there is a God because you other people talk about him. He's just not your God. Now, when we look at Daniel 4.27, again, the king had another dream. Daniel came before him, and still he's praising God. Daniel 4.27, which reads, Wherefore, O king, okay, again, Daniel is telling him everything. He had another troubling dream, and Daniel is coming to him, telling him what the dream means. But again, Pride kept him from humbling himself, and a year later, the very thing that Daniel predicted in Daniel 4 came to pass. So let me back up. Daniel 4:27. the king had another troubling dream. Daniel um, interpreted the dream, and in this dream, Daniel told him what was going to happen to him. Okay? Daniel told him that your kingdom was going to be taken from you. Pretty much, Daniel was saying that God is going to humble you. Okay, your kingdom is going to be taken from you for seven years. But he still didn't hear him. Okay, the, the, the king still didn't hear Daniel. He still continued to do what he wanted to do. And it said one day, as the king, king was looking outside the window, he got so exalted, and he said, look at what I, my hands have done. 
just like so many of you men. Again, there's nothing wrong with being pride, I mean, having some pride. There's nothing wrong with um, being um, uh, happy about your accomplishments and thanking God for what you've done. But you need to be prideful. You need to boast in Jesus Christ that he's given you the strength to do that. Okay? You have to know that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of your faith. And without him, you can't do anything. And if pride is causing you to operate contrary to the word of God, then that's a problem. Now, the good news is that while he had to endure a period of chastisement, Nebuchadnezzar finally realized, recognized God and humbled himself. Men, you need to do the same. Some of you guys need to do the same thing. Now, here's where Daniel, I'm sorry, Nebuchadnezzar realized that. Daniel 4, 34 through 37. This was after he'd been out there seven years. It says, in which he says, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. See, before that, he thought he was the man, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, or say unto him, What doest thou? And at the same time my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom mine honor and brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my lords sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto him. Now here's the part. said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all those who, whose works are truth, and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. See what happened? Nebuchadnezzar was introduced to God through the three Hebrew boys. He was introduced to God through Daniel. Okay, all of those were little hints that he didn't pick up on, right? Again, all those times, it was someone else's God. He had to go through seven years of hardship before he finally realized that he wasn't the man totally. But see, Nebuchadnezzar was a powerful king. He was one of the most powerful kings when you study him throughout this history. Okay, So for him to get to this point where it says, I, lift, I Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes into heaven. He had never looked up before into heaven. What about you, man? Is pride keeping you from looking up to heaven? Is pride keeping you from looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith? Or do you think you have it all together? Or you think no one can tell you anything. Or you think this Christianity is nothing but for women, you know, or, you know, it's no big deal to it, right? Whatever you think about um, Christianity, know for the fact that Jesus Christ is able to bring you to a point just like he did with Nebuchadnezzar. You don't want to have to do that, though, but know he's able to because here's the thing. He was Nebuchadnezzar after all of this. says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride, he's able to, to abase. The king had to lose his sense of self, his job, and his thoughts before, before he got the hint. Men, what do you have to lose before you humble yourself to God? Use Jesus Christ as your example, okay? If you want a man to model after, model yourself after Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ humbled himself to the will of the Father. He humbled himself so that God's will could be done in him and the earth. He humbled himself to the cross. Philippians 2 and 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, 
okay? How much more can you be? We're talking about God manifested in the flesh. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of, cross, of the cross. Men, can you humble yourself to death? Not uh, physical death. We're talking about the death of your ideas that are contrary to the word of God, the death of your behavior, the death of that temper, the death of that anger, the death of the way you act that's contrary to the word of God. God knew the king needed at least seven years to humble himself. But here's the thing. When we look at Pharaoh, God gave Pharaoh several chances. When you go back and read Exodus, okay, he went through the different plagues, uh, plague after plague, all right? Pharaoh through the plague, his, his, his disobedience, it continued to be disobedient. Scripture tells us in Exodus that God hardened his heart, but it also tells us that at least three times Pharaoh was given a chance to yield, but instead he chose to harden his own heart. Men, God will give you a chance, He knows what we, but he knows what you're going to do with that chance. Pharaoh was also a servant of God and an instrument that God used to show forth his glory, as indicated in Romans. He said, Romans 9 and 17, For the Scripture said unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Man, your name, when you die, is not going to, is nothing. Your name is nothing, but the name of Jesus Christ will live forever. But here's the thing. Unlike Jesus Christ, unlike, I'm sorry, Nebuchadnezzar, Pharaoh didn't harden his part, and he wound up being eternally damned. Nebuchadnezzar, on the other hand, did not. Man, I'm just saying briefly to you, humble yourself to the will of God. Um, receive the salvation of Jesus Christ. Ask the Lord to, to model, to, to conform your spirit, to conform you to him. Because you don't want to be a reprobate mind. Men, which man are you? Which man are you going to be? Is your pride and unwillingness to yield to God causing your family grief? How long will it take for you before you humble yourself to the will of God? Will it take you losing everything? Will it take you losing the family? Will it take you losing your children? Will it take you, you know, going down the wrong path before you decide to give up to Jesus Christ? Because here's the thing. You may think you're doing great. You've got a great job. You've got a great house. You've got a great, all these wonderful things, just like Job did, all the wonderful things. But God always has a time. Make no mistake about it. God has a time when he's going to knock on your door. It, see, it's God's desire that all of us will be saved. And he draws us with loving kindness. That to me, that's the first. Um, that's the first line is loving kindness that he draws us with. But after a period of time, period of time, period of time, and you continue to to not yield yourself and to stay prideful, he's going to have to bring you down. Not bring you down um, for uh, out of malice, but bring you down so you can humble yourself. Men, humble yourself under the will. of Again, this is It's Getting Better All the Time, IGBATT.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.